We got these Monday to Friday players in this Monday to Friday portal. Talking about Sam Jackson to lead off today's Village Vice. He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. Hi, everybody. We're going to talk some Music City Bowl as well, obviously. Um, but, Zach, what do you make of this? This is an interesting addition of a teammate of, of Peyton Thorns in high school. Auburn saw him in Berkeley in the fall. Yeah, and this is the situation where we thought Auburn would go out and get receivers via the portal, and they did. They went and got Robert Lewis very early, the Georgia State receiver, and then they go out and get Sam Jackson. And a lot of people have reached out to me and say, okay, there's a lot of really good receivers in the portal. Why didn't you just go out and get a guy who has been playing receiver at the college level? And, and I think you look at Sam Jackson's athletic ability and his upside and his approach to the game. And a conversation that he uh, he had with Justin Hokinson of On3, uh, I think a very well-done interview, there were a lot of quotes in there where this guy's got his head on straight, where he's like, I wanted to be a quarterback, but I want to get to the NFL more, and that path after two years of doing this, that's not the path to do it. I'm going to go back to my roots and play wide receiver because that's what he did originally. That was the position he, he started out as. And I think that's awesome. I think that's great, that self-awareness of just wanting to help whoever, whatever team you're on win and also help further your career. I think that's awesome. And, and I think that's a sign of probably some good things to come for Sam Jackson. Yeah, you, you respect his maturity for sure. Um, the comfort level with Peyton Thorne has to play a part because you know they talked, you know they had conversations. Look, sure. what's yeah. it like at Auburn? And you know, and obviously Peyton had to tell him things like, "Oh man, you just wait. It's really good here, and and mm -hmm. things are going to get even better." And I think it's something you'd want to be a part of. Um, I think it also says a lot about the commitment to Peyton Thorne. I don't know. I mean, do you think Auburn goes and gets Sam Jackson if it's not fully behind Peyton as the as the quarterback in 2024? Like, are those two mutually independent? Maybe. Mutually exclusive? Maybe. I don't see anybody. I don't see a world unless Peyton gets hurt this spring or summer or some point. Barring injury, I don't see a world where Peyton's not Auburn's starting quarterback. Yeah. They would have gone out and gotten a guy. So, unless... I just have a hard time seeing this, but unless Holden Gurner just takes this incredible step forward where this coaching staff just can't can't put him on the sidelines, I don't see a world where it's not Peyton. Yeah, so yeah. sure, those things could be tied, I guess. Yeah, and I, I would imagine the coaching staff probably had conversations. Like, I think Peyton's had a bunch of conversations. Maybe while he was sick with the flu and not practicing, he was having, <laughs> he was having a bunch of conversations with Sam Jackson and with the coaching staff. All right, tell us about this guy. Tell us about Sam. Yeah. What kind of player is he? His uh, his recruiting profile included this line, uh, too explosive and athletic not to make an impact in college somewhere on offense, even if it is as a receiver who plays quarterback part-time. That was coming out of Naperville. That was coming out of high school that that was mm -hmm. said about Sam Jackson. So it is really intriguing. He's a multiple-year guy. He's not a one-and-done type player. He has two or three years of eligibility remaining. And so... I think what's most compelling about this going forward, Zach, is how big of a role is he expected to play in the 2024 offense? Yeah. Do you mind if we go ahead and move into buy-sell? Do you mind? No, I don't mind at all. Go ahead. Do you I mind? feel like maybe those two things are linked. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, buy-sell every week is brought to you by our good buddy, 
Uh, Ross Kilpatrick serving the Auburn area locations, Auburn, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. From Auburn, Lake Martin to the Emerald Coast of Florida, contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor. South call him at 334-402-0028. Brad, are you buying or selling? Sam Jackson has more receptions than any transfer receiver did this year. Caleb Burton had 11. We're not counting Rivaldo Fairweather in this conversation. So just as far as tight ends, does Sam Jackson, or sorry, as, as transfer wide receivers, does K, uh, Caleb Burton had 11. Yeah. Can he can he be better than that? Yeah, or more he, productive than that? If he averages one a game, then he's got it. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell that despite the comfort level with the quarterback. And the, because Caleb is going to be a part, we all believe, of mm -hmm. the team in 2024. Plus all the freshmen. Plus uh, Robert Lewis. I, I just... Um, I will sell that he averages one or, or almost one catching. That's why I think that's the most intriguing part of this signing is what is legitimately and realistically, how many how many catches can he get in a season? How much is he on the field? I just have no idea. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm selling that too. I don't think he hits double-digit receptions. He may get double-digit touches, Mm -hmm. They may do some kind of crafty stuff with him, maybe in a wildcat scenario or hand the ball off to him. Because one of the things he said in his interview with Auburn Live was he talked about how they're going to put him all over the field, including the backfield. And I thought that was interesting. So mm -hmm. maybe maybe he's a gadget guy. And a gadget guy, I don't think it's 10 or 11 catches in a yeah. year. So I hope we're wrong. I hope he lights it up. I'm just, I, I don't think he gets more catches than... Caleb Burton. Right. I don't think he gets more catches than um, probably two or three of the receivers this year. So uh, yeah. of the freshman receivers this year. So I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Buy or sell him. Sam Jackson has more snaps in 24 than Bryce Kane and Perry Thompson. Uh, no, uh, I sell that too. Again, now maybe too. look, yeah. maybe I'm completely undervaluing. Sam Jackson, and that's with no disrespect intended. I just, you know, maybe it's it's Brad. After the transfer receivers last year, I'm just yeah. you got to show me at this point. You got to show me. I do think he represents a ton of upside. I, yeah. I see what they're doing here. I just don't know if it's going to be some instant splash. But I mean, I like the prospect of bringing in Jair Shorter and Shane Hooks. Yeah, way more. Way more. Just if you could hop into a time machine and watch us doing a show, then I was all in on these guys mm -hmm. and it didn't translate. It just doesn't always translate. And you could say, well, he's playing at Cal. You know, that's, that's power five football yeah. and you're right, but he didn't play receiver there. Right. And so I, it's just impossible to really know how quickly he's going to be able to figure all this stuff out. Yeah, I, I agree. And I just think you have such a laid out plan with your freshmen and you've built the relationships within over a period of time. Mm -hmm. I think there's more of a clear cut expectation for what their roles will be as, as long as they you know hold up and, and are able to execute. But yeah, I, I think it Pac-12 was better this year than it had been in the past, granted. Yeah. Um, and maybe there is a little bit of, of not wanting to put your hand back in the fire after after the the receiving core in 2023 but um i just don't see it i don't see him getting more than those two freshmen all right last one about sam jackson uh sam jackson is a larger part of this offense in 2024 
than fellow wide receiver transfer Robert Lewis? Bigger part of the offense? Mm -hmm. I think, yes, I will buy that. I'm buying it too. Yeah, I buy that because of the versatility. And if he's going to be used in the backfield some and, you know, you're going to do a few different things with him. Bigger part, yes, I buy. If I would have said more productive, would you still buy it? Good question. Um, I'm right on the line. It's I close, probably, man. I know. I, you know what I probably do? I'd have to call Ross and I'd have to do this. So I go, Ross, if this was your property, if if you were going to buy. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you help me? You're the expert here. Yeah, can you help me out, Ross? Ross Kilpatrick, you're the expert. Would you buy here or would you sell? Yeah. And I, and I, would, I would defer to him on that. And you can do that right now. You can call him 334-402-0028. Right, so that's, that, that's all the ones I have on Sam Jackson. I, I feel like that kind of led our conversation of how much of an impact we think he'll have. Is, yeah. is there anything else you want to add before we kind of move away from the Sam Jackson news? No, I don't think so. I, I okay. think it caught a lot. And it was all, look how quiet it was, too. I love how quiet it was. Nobody knew about it until, bam, there's the announcement. So yeah. they, and they've got I, stuff working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, when's the next one going to happen? It could come out of thin air. All right. These next few are about the Music City Bowl, Auburn and Maryland. Cam Brown leads Auburn in receiving versus Maryland. You buying or selling? I will sell. I will sell. I think Ronaldo Fairweather will lead Auburn. Ronaldo Fairweather. <laughs> you like that? I think Rivaldo gets it done. Somebody's commenting right now. He thinks his name's Ronaldo. <laughs> I, I think it. you're right, though. I, I think Rivaldo, um, right. who is Ronaldo's twin brother, right? Uh, I think he leads. Yeah, I think he leads the receiving as well. All right. Someone other than Peyton Thorne throws a pass for Auburn in the Music City Bowl. You buying or selling? I buy that as well. Ooh, I okay. I, Why? I, I just because I think it's a bowl game. And Gunnar Britton, Gunnar Britton said earlier in uh, like before they left campus, he said, you know, there aren't really any rules in bowl games. You throw every trick play that you have out there and you can because it's a bowl game. And ESPN's already told us that all that matters is who's in the playoff. So, uh, it, you know, you can just throw caution to the wind and get all kind of funky and fun with it. So, yep, I'll buy that. I'm, I'm so tempted to ask you more about ESPN's marketing campaign for bowls, but I'm not going to do it because we it's won't not, be able to talk about anything. We'll run out of time. It's not just bowls. It's the whole regular season. Like, what's wrong with a campaign that says college football? Brad, Every stop. game Brad, is stop. fun. We, we get it. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the best game of the season so far in a second. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think I'm selling. I don't think anybody other than Peyton throws a pass for Auburn. I hope okay. I'm wrong just for the excitement factor. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's Gunnar Britton. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, my goodness. What if he I gave away? What if he was secretly giving away that they were going to run a trick play where the big fella gets a, gets a pass? Mm -hmm. Yeah, offensive line, Wildcat. Let's yeah. go. Keontae Scott at outside corner becomes the biggest takeaway from the game. Boy, that's a good one. That's a real that, that, thanks, Brad. I smiled when I wrote that one down. So I'm glad that uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you kind of gave me that reinforcement there. I this one is another one I may have to call Ross for and ask for his uh, advice. Which which you could do three three four four zero two zero zero two eight, or you could stop by and see him at nineteen twenty two Professional Circle Suite two hundred two in Auburn. Yeah, I, I'm going to say so because I think you're going to have. I'm going to buy it. 
you're going to have pieces on the offensive line that won't be here next year. Um, I think a lot of the pieces that you're going to see in the secondary are guys who will be back, obviously. So, um, and that becomes if if he shows out, if he has a great game at corner, then you feel even better about that spot going into next year. And I I believe in Keontae, so I yeah I'll, I'll buy it. I'm trying to think of things that could happen in the Music City Bowl that would be a bigger conversation piece than that. Yeah. And the only ones I can really think of is Jeremiah Cobb having a huge day on the yep. ground or, you know, find, finding some way to be productive or Damari, somebody not Jarquez Hunter, I think right. would generate conversation. And then maybe Cam Brown having a good day. And then all of a sudden it's like, did he put it all together? Right. Yeah. Is Cam Brown ready to kind of use this off season to take that next step? The, the, that's kind of it for me. I can't really think of anything else. Kay and Lee, if he got like multiple picks or something like that, I'm really yeah. high on Sylvester Smith. Maybe he gets more reps and does something really big. But I, I mean, the Auburn fan base just loves Keontae Scott, rightfully so. Yes. Rightfully so. And so I think that's going to be. I agree. Keldrick, if he got like two or three sacks, something like that. But yeah, I, I, I'm with yeah. you. I'm buying this. Keontae Scott at corner becomes the biggest takeaway after the Music City Bowl. All right. Uh, last one about this bowl game. A reserve player makes a statement. In the Music City Bowl. So anybody that's not, that wasn't a regular starter this year, does somebody make a statement? You buying or selling? You know, uh, again, because it's a bowl game, you have that possibility. You could you could see it. And Kay and Lee is the guy who comes to mind because there's so okay. much potential. And, you know, I mean, he was out there on the first snap of the Cal game and they threw at him and he deflected it. And um, so he was a regular player, but he wasn't just a regular starter. Um I think Kay and Lee could have a good – I'll tell you, if if we could see a little more of Tate Johnson in this game on the offensive line, okay, I'd be curious to watch him. I mean, I know that's not like the sexy pick, but I'd, I'd like to watch him in some one-on-one matchups on the interior of the line and to see if he's going to be a factor in these position battles next year and beyond. Yeah, one of mine is Sylvester Smith, the safety. Yeah. I'm just really high on him. And it sounds like Tyler Scott, the freshman yeah. – DB, he's playing some nickel in practice. I'd like to see some of him. So I love defensive backs. I always talk about defensive backs. So I'll go with those two guys. Well, and that's a really good position for, for this game in particular with so many guys out. That's mm -hmm. a terrific, and, and the depth that Auburn has there, that's a great position group to watch in this game. Yeah. And then you look at, okay, what are other kind of position room position groups and rooms that have been impacted by the portal that you might be a little thin on? Mm -hmm. And defensive line is one of those. Um, and so, like, Darren Reed, could he make a statement? Could he have a big game? That'd be cool. Or Quintrell, Jamison, Travis. You know, he's been kind of like, we haven't heard a whole lot about him, so maybe a defensive lineman steps yeah. up. But I'm buying it. I think somebody does. I think somebody steps up and makes a statement. Well, you're you got to have somebody. You know, consistently, you need guys to make plays to win any game you play, whether it's a bowl game, regular season game, championship game. And sure. So, with with a lot of starters, with with a number of starters out, it kind of stands to reason there there are opportunities there for for guys to get plays that they didn't get during the yeah. regular season. So, all right, Auburn's coaching staff stays the same all off season. Man. I'll buy it, but I will say that would go against the law of averages. 
The law of averages is that that stabs have turnover every year, and it's not a sign of a lack of health. I mean, guys have upward mobility and things of that nature. So I'll buy that it happens. I think there's a lot of reason for this group to stick together, but um, it would go against the law of averages. Yeah, I half expected some changes after signing day. Yeah. And I don't know. The fact that it hasn't, I'm actually going to sell this, Brad. Okay. I'm going to sell this and say that that it stays the same and Auburn keeps his staff together. But okay. I'm with you. It would be an it would be an exception to the rule and a props to Hugh Freeze and so like I mean, it seems like Auburn's had a new OC every year for the last like decade. Like it really right. just feels that way. And that would be such an underrated part yeah. of preparing and taking that next step as a program. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm uh, buying the staff stays to that's what I'm buying that the staff stays together. Okay. That's what that's what I meant. I don't, I don't know if I phrased, I don't know if I maybe I understood the buy sell question wrong, but I'm I'm buying that they stay together, but that that would go against the law. I understood it wrong. I'm okay. buying it too. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling me out. Accountability is healthy. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, we got two more. The Pop Tart Bowl was the highlight of bowl season. Well, bowl season's not over yet. You just, you I, don't just okay. I don't care. I don't care. No, Auburn beating Maryland is the highlight of bowl season. You're talking that about up pop to this point. presentation was incredible. Okay. It was incredible. For people who didn't watch it, explain what made it incredible. I've got it up on my TV behind me, but the video's cutting off. But after the game, this Pop-Tart mascot was dancing on a toaster with fireworks going off around it. And then once he's done doing his spiel, which was incredible, he goes into the toaster and then out comes this edible Pop-Tart that the coach and the winning team, Kansas State, they all start just eating this massive Pop-Tart. And I just think that's something that we all dream of as children, some of us maybe yeah. as adults. And I think that was a really cool thing. We all love Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts are universally loved. Okay. I also think it's one of the best branding plays for, through a bowl game that we've sure. seen quite some time. Oh, listen, in the entertainment sports world, in the sports entertainment world, that was phenomenal. You know who would love you know who loved the, the Pop Tarts presentation? Vince McMahon loved the Pop Tarts presentation. I'm sure Vince McMahon loved it. Um, it was theater, it was and I get it, and it's awesome marketing because we're all talking about it today. What's your favorite flavor of Pop Tart, by the way? Dude, it was everywhere. It was yeah, everywhere last night. You couldn't go in any part of the yeah. internet without either memes or people arguing about Pop Tarts. Yeah. It was incredible. Who won the, the game, by the Kansas way? Kansas State. Kansas State won. Who did but they really, play? Real, they beat NC State. Okay. But really, Brad, we all won, except for <laughs> NC State. <laughs> Because of the Pop Tart Bowl, yeah. Last buy and, sell, and even strong. and even they won too because they got to eat some Pop Tarts. I guess no, because they're losers. They don't get to pop eat Pop Tarts. No, Brad. Pop, pop Tarts are for winners. <laughs> Last right. buy sell, strawberry is the best flavor of Pop Tart. You buying or selling? No, I'll sell. I sell what? every bit of that. Yeah. No, if I'm going to eat a Pop-Tart, if I'm going to eat a Pop-Tart, it's got to be full-on dessert Pop-Tart. It's got to be s'mores or like 
cookies and cream or something like that. If I'm going to eat a pop tart, that's what, if I, you know what, if I want strawberry something, you know, I'm going to eat a big old bunch of strawberries. That's what I'll have. I so you. sell. I got you. Okay. What about you? I'm buying it, dude. I'm All buying right. it. That's why I wrote it. <laughs> I assume you would just say bye and we'd be done, but I guess not. No, I guess not. That's okay. Thank you so much to Ross uh, for sponsoring this segment. I hope he still wants to after that. We'll see if he's um, pro pop tart or not, but contact Ross. 334-402-0028. Pop-Tarts. Everybody talking about the Pop-Tarts because the games themselves are... Never mind. Okay, <clears throat> let's get into the Village Vice six-pack after I tell everybody about our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You can still get 20% off and free shipping, by the way. Manscaped is the, by using the promo code VICE. Got to use that promo code VICE. Um, the very best in men's grooming. In 2024... You want to take every facet of your health a little more seriously. You want to take your grooming more seriously. Yes. Um, this is not, we have a lot of fun with these reads from time to time. It doesn't have to be this sophomoric, like hijinksy type of thing. This is just your grown man who's taking care of yourself. And so whether it is the handyman, the compact face shaver, which you can see in my background, uh, or the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, or any number of their terrific products, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code VICE, get 20% off, and free shipping. You guys are amazing. You are buying the products. You are using the promo code VICE, and the folks at Manscaped are noticing it. So keep it up in 2024. I also am starting to take a little pride that the Villagers mm -hmm. are the most like well-groomed podcast audience on the planet. Yeah. I don't think that's out of line to say. Not a stretch. And uh, also comment below what your favorite Pop-Tart flavor is. I, I just, I need Brad to understand that strawberry is king. Yeah. Am I just wrong on that? Am I? Am yeah, I, just... I think so. Okay. I think so. I've never seen a movie. You have no, uh, no <laughs> taste for Pop-Tarts. I think that's our balance here. All right. Yeah. We're, we're balanced in that regard. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. I do. I want to know. I genuinely want to know for, for self-improvement purposes. Should I be buying into strawberry Pop-Tarts more? Taylor, right. clip this and put it on social, please. That's a great idea. Yes. All right, let's get into the six-pack here. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of basketball thrown in here, if that's all right. But we'll start with football in the Cotton Bowl, which is a Friday night game. So if you're watching this on Saturday, then you should have hit it earlier. Uh, Cotton Bowl, number nine, Missouri, number seven, Ohio State. Ohio State is a five-point favorite. Yeah, I think Missouri... <laughs> wins i'm looking at this um this missouri money line situation with our with our friends at mybookie.ag i think they want it more i think this is a consolation situation for ohio state they're changing their quarterback and missouri's got a chance to have one of their best seasons they've had in a hot minute and brad tell me if i'm wrong here but it seems like a lot of things that Missouri is doing right now is going Missouri's way. They're getting recruits that are probably better than Missouri actually mm -hmm. is. They're getting transfers that people all around college football want them to come to their school, and they're choosing Missouri of all places. They've got it going on. The momentum around Mizzou is real right now, and I think it continues in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I uh, I really want to take Ohio State because they're the more talented team. I, I think position for position, they're more talented. They're sure. 22 or better. But you said it. Bowl games are about who wants to – I mean, I think 80% of a bowl game is who wants to be there more. Sure. 
And I think that it is, it means something more to Missouri to be in the Cotton Bowl than it does to Ohio State. And so for that reason, I think Missouri gets a slight edge in the game. Yeah, I, th- I think the wrong team's favored here. So yeah. we'll see Friday night. Yeah. I, and I thought last night was a good example of that. The uh, the Alamo the pop, Bowl. The, the Pop-Tart Bowl? No, not the Pop-Tart Bowl. There was only one bowl last night, and it was the Pop-Tart Bowl. <laughs> That's not true. It's true. Oklahoma, Oklahoma played Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. Arizona flat out wanted to be there more, and you could tell. There were times that Oklahoma kind of turned it on, and then they got to the second half, and then ah, they were done. We're out. Yeah. And Arizona yeah. wanted to be there more. Nobody watched it. It's all about the Pop-Tart Bowl. <clears throat> moving on. The games themselves matter. It's not just about the marketing. All right. Uh, moving on to Saturday, the Peach Bowl. Number 11, Ole Miss. Number 10, Penn State. Penn State, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you mm-hmm. like? I like Ole Miss here. Uh, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Ole Miss, and I've said a lot of things about Ole Miss. Yes, they really have. they really care about bowl games, and I respect mm-hmm. them for that, especially big bowl games. They they treat the Sugar Bowl like it's their Super Bowl. They treat I think they're going to treat the Peach Bowl the same way because they can't get to SEC championship games, but they can get to solid bowl games every few years. And, and I think that's what's going to happen here. I think they're going to take this a lot more seriously. Yeah. Once again, you said 80% of it is, is who wants it more. And yeah. I think Ole Miss is going to want it more. I think Ole Miss wants it. All right. I'm going to go actually the opposite direction on this one. Okay. I, I think Penn State will be excited to play this game. I think Penn State will will I think James Franklin will motivate his team. I trust Penn's I'm sorry. I trust James Franklin as a motivator more than I trust say Ryan Day as a motivator against their respective opponents. Penn gotcha. State's only 4 and 4 in bowl games under James Franklin. I think Penn State gets the win in the Peach Bowl. Okay, yeah. How about the Orange Bowl, Georgia and Florida State? 19 and a half point favorite for the Dogs and that's moved just in the last 2-3 days. Yeah, uh, I think Georgia wins, and I think they cover, Brad. Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to be bad, and I think uh, I think FSU is going to fall apart. Yeah, and if that happens, there will be a lot of really dumb, ignorant takes about Florida State being left out of the playoff that come as a result. The, <laughs> the person who – and I, I love chaos. And so part of me – I, I no, not, not you part know. of me. I want FSU to win this game. Yeah, I want FSU to beat Georgia, and I don't think they're going to. I don't think it's going to be close. But oh, Brad, if they do, can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine potential fallout from this? No, there'll be no fallout. There would be no fallout. That's the whole point. <sighs> I think. It's- I think FSU people will pitch a fit. I think they're going to try to get that half billion dollars that it's going to cost for them to leave the ACC. Oh, I think if they won, it would lead to some things. I really do. All you would hear from national media is, well, that's great. That's a great story. What a good story for them and this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, though, their game didn't matter because we but said then, it didn't So FSU is then in a situation where they can either choose to leave the conference, mm-hmm. which would be drama in and of itself. I'd be <laughs> here for that in a heartbeat. Or, or... They're going to pull a UCF and claim a national championship. Yeah, but their conference. See, this we didn't we didn't really talk about this. They didn't lose the game because they're in the ACC. They didn't lose a spot in the playoff because they're in the ACC. They lost. I think, their, I think they did. I think I think they would have though. Not if their quarterback was healthy. What yeah. we were maybe, what we maybe were that's fed. maybe that's true, but I, I think that's a cop out, Brad. I, I think they still, if if he would have been healthy, 
they would have put Alabama and Texas in over them. I just, no I, I believe, way. I, just, I just, I believe that. Okay. All right. We will agree to disagree on that then, because I, I thought the whole thing about them not getting in was, well, they didn't have the quarterback and, you know, and by the way, it was Alabama who was looking for a spot. And that matters because it's the greatest story ever played. Not really the best, most deserving teams. It's what makes the best story. So that's why we got there. But Brad, your favorite question, who's in? Yeah, who's in? That's it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters in the whole world. Moving on in our Village Vice six-pack. I think Georgia wins too, by the way, going away. Uh, next in the Village, because we need six, so I'm going to give you a Big East basketball game, which is going to be played on Saturday. I was hoping you would. Oh, I was hoping for this. Number 22, Creighton, is at 10th-ranked Marquette. What do you think? Uh, I'll go with Marquette. I will too. Moving on to Auburn's games now. Auburn in the – let's go basketball first, even though chronologically they'll be played later. Auburn hosts Chattanooga, first game in, in eight days at Neville Arena, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Yours truly on radio play-by-play. -play, nice. Way. Yeah. So, um, I, I like Auburn here. I think I've never seen Bruce Pearl as dissatisfied with a 20-point win as he was the Alabama State game before they went away for the Christmas break. So, I would expect this team to be pretty locked in against Chattanooga. Yeah. I, I'm expect – I'll predict a slow start, but then Auburn – wins it by 15, 20 points. 15, 20, yeah. Chattanooga, by the way, has a transfer from Florida who's only played in the last three games. He had 25 last time out for them. He's very, very good, and so that's something to watch. But, yeah, Auburn's a better team. Now, finally, the Music City Bowl. Zach, what do you think? Auburn is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Maryland. I think Auburn wins. I think Auburn covers. I think Maryland's going to have a hard time moving the football, and I think there's going to be chunks of this game where Auburn has a tough time moving the football too, but I trust Auburn's front seven versus Maryland. If 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 Talia was playing, I think I would feel a little bit different on this, but I just have a hard time seeing Maryland scoring points. Yeah. They throw the ball a ton. It'll be a test for for the secondary. Well, with Talia, uh, they did. Yeah. Are they going to throw it a ton on I, I, I don't know. It's a good question. That's a fair question. Yeah, it would be a pretty major break in their identity, but they've had time to practice other stuff with without him. I still like Auburn to win. I think, again, it comes down to the want to, and I think this is a very hungry – this group of guys that's playing for Auburn is hungry for various reasons to win a bowl game, and that matters a ton. So, like the Tigers. Do you know what a lot of people ate last night when they got hungry? Pop-Tart. Brad, Brad, I think I about those for today's show. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so looking forward. I've never looked forward to the comment section more. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Until next time, remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.